Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Creative Control is brought to you by Colin Medley, Todd Jefferson, Andrew Townsend, Emily Blades, J.D., Sean Birch, Michael Cole, Andrew Hood, Andrew Stratus, John Hurst, Scott Brown, Carly, Steve Holub, Matt, Mike, Paul Ferraro, Samir Khan, You've Changed Records, Matt Charlton, Mitch McGoey, Cheryl Ruddick, Sean Michaels, Gary Benfold, Rob Benvy, Stephen Clarkson, Mark Gillis, Adam Medley, Josh Newman, Thomas Kilgore, William Clendenning, Robert Rate, Michelle, Todd, Will, Chris, Itor Imaz, John Law, T. Decker, Jake Waters, and Henry Toft. These are all people that have pledged to this show's Patreon page. They've pledged little bits of money. Some of them have pledged lots of money. Thank you. <laughs> A month to keep this show going. And as you may have heard... I've uh, set a deadline. If we can't get this show up to $500 a month on its Patreon page, uh, by the end of August 2015, the show is no more. And we are currently sitting at $193, thanks to the generosity of loyal listeners like the people I just mentioned. If you would like to contribute to this show's Patreon page and keep it going beyond the end of August 2015, please go to patreon.com slash Creative Control, or visit my website, vishkana.com, for more information about how you can do it. And by the way, I just got off the horn with some people that want to design some t-shirts, and I am going to send virtually everyone that I just mentioned gets a t-shirt. Well, maybe not the people pledging $2.34. That just seems mean. But everyone else pretty much gets a t-shirt, and you can see the milestone levels if you want to get yourself a t-shirt. I'm excited about the designs that I... I think are coming soon. So once again, patreon.com slash creative control, vishkana.com for more information if you can't uh, figure that out. And I hope you keep the show going. I want to keep the show going. Let's keep the show going. Creative control with vishkana. On the program today, Tara Lightfoot from Hamilton, Ontario, a very gifted young singer and songwriter. And uh, as it turns out, I've known Tara a little while. We don't really know each other, but we've had encounters sporadically over the years from when she was uh, a younger kid 
uh, we have like a mutual friend, my friend Cheryl. It's is Tara. She's related to Tara. You're going to find out about that on the show. And uh, when I knew Tara for the when I met Tara for the first time, I had no idea she had uh, any musical uh, interest or talent other than we were going to see a show. You'll hear about that too. The show is interesting. We uh, got in, in, in Tara's borrowed pickup truck and we drove around Hamilton a little bit before we ended up at a restaurant and then we had a chat over dinner and we talked about her new album Every Time My Mind Runs Wild which is out now via Sonic Onion and you can learn more about it at soniconion.com and uh, she's playing the Hillside Festival this July in Guelph which is just north of Hamilton she's also playing all across uh, Canada really the whole thing throughout this summer July and August in particular and uh, oh, in September she's playing uh, City Folk somewhere as well. Anyway, she's doing lots of stuff, very talented and interesting. So this is myself and Tara Lightfoot, and we'll get to the bottom of that whole Lightfoot thing too, as a matter of fact, on the show. So enjoy myself, Tara Lightfoot. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening While We're Young, I'll See You in My Dreams, Back to the Future 2, Woman in Gold, Welcome to Me, and more. In the bookstore this week, at 11 a.m. on Friday, June 26th, Tiffany Lasik reads from her new book, The Great Work. And on Sunday, June 28th at 1 p.m., author Shawi Yazdanian reads from Loopholes, and Danila Bolta reads from Too Much on the Inside. As for music in the E-Bar, Blake Preston and Fitness Club Fiasco play on Friday, June 26th. The Bookshelf is an independently owned cultural hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. More information about their hours, listings, blogs, and accessibility, please visit bookshelf.ca. The 32nd Annual Hillside Festival takes place July 24th, 25th, and 26th at Guelph Lake, Rain or Shine, featuring performances by Astral Swans, Bad Bad Not Good, Badminton Racket, Baskery, Battle of Santiago, Braids, The Brothers Landreth, Bulgarian Voices Trio, By Divine Right, Tim Chasen, Nels Klein Singers, Constantines, Nick Crane, Alex Cuba, Daka Braca, Del Bell, Doldrums, Echo Deck, Darren Edens, Eloquent, Etiquette, Everlove and Jug Band, Nick Ferrio, Jeremy Fisher, Crazy Four, David Francie, Michael Franti and Spearhead, Galacticats, The Good Lovelies, Great Lake Swimmers, Ash Grunwald, Lana Gurr and the Greatest State. Hungai, The Henry, Suzanne Jarvie, Mo Kenny, The Cramdens, Daniel Lanois, Last X, Lee Reed, Lids, Look Vibrant, Le Luc, Minotaurs, Moonface, The Once, Nancy Pants, Doug Paisley, Fred Penner, Perch Creek, Poor Man's Whiskey, Natalie Prass, The Spring Standard, Jamie Stone's Lomax Project, Sultans of String, Tommy Crest, Team, Thus Owl, Tribekistan, Riley Walker, The Weather Station, Jason Wilson and Pee Wee Ellis, and more to be announced. For more information about Purchasing tickets to this accessible event, please visit hillsidefestival.ca.
what is this, a Silverado? It's a Silverado. And whose is it? Uh, it belongs to Sonic Onion. Your record label? My record label. They gave you a truck? Is this like a signing bonus? Uh, I feel like it's a signing bonus. I, I'm moving right now. Oh. And uh, I've just been parking it right by my house conveniently and not giving them the key back. So That works out pretty well for you. It's what? working out great. So this is your new house? This is my new house. The first time homeowner? First time homeowner. How's it feeling? It feels amazing and very stressful. Yeah, it is. Th- that's how it feels the whole time. That, yeah. that never goes away. I feel like it must be like having a child or something in this, in some similar way. You're very you, tired but very happy. Yeah, you've had landlords before. I've had landlords. And when there's an issue, they come and fix the stuff. They sometimes come and yeah, fix it. Yeah, they don't always come and fix it. Yeah, yeah I've had... Uh, you're your own landlord now. Oh. So we <laughs> Thank have, you, Vish, for we, reminding we me. We have a thing right now where our kitchen smells like dead mice. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out where it's coming from. It's been four days. Wow. And it's putrid. Like, I don't feel like being in my kitchen at all. Yeah. And I don't feel like boring holes into the wall and the floor to figure out where it is yet. Like, I just haven't got to that stage. Is that what you have to do? Supposedly. You got to use your nose. Sniff it out. Ugh. It's disgusting. You're I need a, home- a drill. You're, you're a homeowner. Anyway, it's going to be fine. Your house is going to be fine. <laughs> what is this area we're in? Uh, we are right by the bay, actually. If you look that way. Oh, the water. Yeah, the water. I thought you meant the Canadian yeah. clothing uh, oh, retailer no. at the bay. No, no. <laughs> I need a new uh, collared so, shirt. Do you see? You see that blue thing there? That's a ship. Yeah, I've actually been. That's the waterfront. Yeah. What's it right called? There. The park. The. Uh, well, there's the HMCS Haida, which is the Hamilton. I don't know. It's some kind of giant boat that you can take a tour of. I've yeah. never done it. Um, and then there's the weird armory there. The green army trucks. Right. Um, the weird armory. Is there like a more legit armory? There is on James Street North. <laughs> there is. This one's the weird one. Yeah. And there's also, if you just walk down this trail through this park here, um, there's a big, what used to be like a structure to hold, I don't know. It's like a giant steel warehouse, uh-huh, uh-huh. but they've put up plywood, like just slabs of plywood that kids' schools painted with different images of the bay. So that's oh. like my morning jog. Is, oh, nice. Yeah. Around this weird shipping container looking building you're right across the street from a factory and a baseball diamond well this yeah that is going to be the collective arts brewery so call me if you want to hang out oh nice um do you have anything to do with them do you work no okay i wish i did (laughs) Uh, so this used to be the old lakeport brewery and then this here is an arena oh it's an arena oh it looks like a factory okay okay yeah yeah that's cool um yeah and then we've got the park and apparently there's a lot of baseball and soccer happening here all the time and there's a splash pad and I don't have children, so... Do you want children? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Okay, so So this could be cool. You're situated right now. Yeah. These, I'm telling you, some of these uh, electrical wires scare me a little bit. Really? They're not good for kids? I don't know if I'd want to live in a... Thi- well, I shouldn't disparage your new home, your new neighborhood. I have a five-year plan, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is your first house. You could live anywhere. <laughs> I could live anywhere. Okay. So you and I are going to go somewhere in Hamilton yeah. to eat? Where are we going? Uh, we're going to go to Yaman, yeah, Caribbean food. Yaman? Yeah, that sounds yeah, positive. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, Caribbean yeah, man. Food. It's Caribbean food? Yeah. And you go there all the time? Maybe they're from Trinidad. I think they are, but we'll find out. The, okay. the girl's name there is Rita. Okay, Rita? Yeah. Okay. We're going to meet Rita. I'm going to... Do you uh, want to take this? Yeah, I'm going to take your microphone. I might point it at you while you're driving. It's very safe. Don't worry. What is it? What, it's a Silverado. I don't think I've ever driven in one of these before. Are you insured to drive this thing? Um, yes. Okay. Is my car safe out here? Oh, yes. I gotta put my seatbelt on. Am I safe? You're gonna be safe. If you need like a winch, like a strap. A winch? Or whatever. What are those called? I think it's called a winch. Yeah. Last time I did a uh, 
drive and talk. I think I only use one microphone, so this is interesting for me. I could hold the other one, but I feel that's no, 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 hands-free. We have a thing in Ontario where you have to be hands-free. I know. Just pay attention to the road. Forget there's a microphone in front of your face. Okay. And we'll go. This, so we're, we're just passing Eastwood Variety. Yeah. Uh, do you ever play the lotto there? I don't often play the lotto. I'm going to be honest. So you don't go in there asking if... No one asks you if you feel lucky? There's not a lot of... Uh, I think actually this might be a pretty lucky neighborhood. I feel like because it's windier down here. So I think maybe a lot of people are playing lotto. I don't know. Okay. Um, there's also a bank if you wanted to cash in your weddings right up here. Winnings, rather. Not my weddings? weddings? If I want to cash about, in my... I'm thinking about weddings right now. My friend got married on the weekend. Uh, do you know Kaylee from The Pining? Yes, I do know Kaylee yes, from The Pining. Yes, Kaylee got married on the oh, weekend. Oh, great. Yeah, so... Um, but anyway, yeah, there's a bank up here. I actually started going to this bank before I moved into this neighborhood, and this is my home branch. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? It's like a homing beacon. I don't know. I don't know. I just really want... I liked Scotiabank. I switched to them, and then this is the branch that I selected because it's close to the water. And then now I've moved down here. I feel like I made the right decision. Yeah, I think so, too. Being yeah. close to the water must yeah. be fun. We, uh, I just had Lee Reed on this show. Do you know Lee Reed? Yes. You know Lee? Do you know him? Yeah, I love Lee. He's the best. We share the same... Uh, uh, housing of our rehearsal space. Oh, okay. So yeah. Lee, Lee was on and we were talking a lot about about Hamilton and, and how it's changing a little bit and some of it seems to be not necessarily for the better. Whoa, this plaza is not... Oh, they're redoing it, I guess. Check out the end. That's Granddad's Donuts where all the um, insulation is. Uh-huh. Granddad's used to have five locations and they have... I don't really eat donuts, but apparently they have the best donuts, like better than any donut you've Is ever Is it open had. right now, though? It, it's open. Oh, will it be open when we're done this? Yeah. Do I'm you like donuts? I'm a sucker for a good donut. Yeah, so we can go there. They don't make them the way they used to. That's why they're not good anymore. They used to be good. Like, you probably had... If you're younger than me, you probably went to, like, a Tim Hortons and had a donut or a, yeah. or some other chain, you know? And then, yeah. like, you had a chain, they're not that very... They're not good. Yeah. But if you go to someone who's sort of hand-making them or a home-making them in some way... Nothing beats a donut. I think that's what's happening there because I went in there yesterday. My brother was helping me paint my house, so I said, okay, I'm going to go get you some food. And uh, I got him like a cinnamon roll, and it looked amazing. What's the name of the place again? Granddad's. Granddad's yeah. Donuts? And they have donut holes because they can't call them Timbits, right? No, a lot of people can't do that. I can't yeah. remember what the other companies do. They all give so, them a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, apparently it's a good donut. We're approaching the St. Hollywood here. Oh yeah, that's a great venue. I love. It's my favorite venue in Hamilton. Do is you it? like it? I. It's my. It's also my favorite venue. You in don't Hamilton. have to say that just because I said it. No, it I'm is. I'm a visitor. Truly. It is truly best sound. I always find the sound really good in there. Like yeah. I, as a, someone who's played there, I was amazed by the stage sound. I thought yeah. it was really great. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, it's Doug. It's Doug Smith behind the board. He's like, he's insane, and he, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Regardless of who you are, if you come in from out of town, basically, if I hear that Doug's having a problem with a band, then I know to never. <laughs> Hang it's probably band. the band's fault it's probably the band's fault because doug is like just the nicest guy right always. right doesn't matter what's going on well do you feel good how long have you lived in hamilton uh i think since i was like 19 so that's going on 10 years because i'm turning 29 so. hey happy birthday thank you when's your birthday august okay that's yeah. this it's, maybe it's premature a, i know it's a little premature okay so you're you're you've been here a long time that's good what brought you here um university i went to mcmaster Okay. And uh, yeah, and then I just I just decided to hang out. Actually, some it's this is another crazy thing that's happening because I'm moving. Um, but one of my first places in Hamilton 
I got a plant from the Pepperjack Cafe. Do you recall that place? Yeah, I do. So when they were... Uh, you got a plant from them? I got a plant from them. I got a yucca tree or a yucca tree. Or it was like a music it. venue slash uh, restaurant or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they were closing down and I actually lived right up by this Coca-Cola sign uh-huh. on James. Uh-huh. Um, and they were closing down. So Ken gave me a bunch of stuff for my apartment and he gave me this tree, this yucca tree. And it, it's dying oh, this no. week. And it's been because alive you moved. for 15 years. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah, the plants are very sensitive. Well, I've I d- heard that. But I didn't even move it yet. It's just dying in the kitchen. One of the things snapped off, and now it's just, it's, it's happening. Its heart's broken. I think, but it's had two children since I've had it. Like two new sprouts. Oh. So I'm just going to Try know, to keep, keep it going? But it's sort of symbolic, I think. I don't know what that means. It's a new chapter. My 15-year-old plant is dead. It's a good thing, I think. Re- regrowth. Rebirth and yeah. regrowth. Okay, well, that's a nice way of looking at yeah, it. You're, <laughs> you're <laughs> thinking about dead mice in the kitchen walls. I yeah. know. I've got the dead mice problem. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, so you've been... Where are you from, though? Uh, I'm from Waterdown. Where's so f- if we take Cannon that way for a while, like 15 minutes. Oh, Cannon Street West. We're just looking at a sign. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's near here. It's near. You're, okay. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes away. It's on the. It's sort of on the way to Guelph. But Actually, we, it's where Cheryl grew up. Right. So we have a mutual... Well, my, my friend Cheryl is yeah. your... Cousin. Cousin. Yeah. And that's how we know each other vaguely. Yes. How do we... Do you remember when we first met? You know what? I I don't. It might have been at that weird hall in Guelph. Uh, maybe her 40th birthday party? Is that crazy? Uh, that's possible. My recollection is that you and I met on a GO train. Oh. Going to see somebody play. Really? In Toronto, and I feel like it might have been Elvis Costello or That's something. a way cooler story. I like that. Is it that. Weezer? Or wh- who who oh, did you Weezer. like? Oh, did I love you, Weezer. Who did, did, would you have liked Elvis Costello? I like. I also like Elvis Costello, but I don't think I ever went to see him. Okay. I can't remember who I, I was. I think it must have been Weezer. What, what show was it? Was I going with Cheryl? I think so. Yes, then totally. I don't really remember why I would be going to see Weezer at that point in my life. Yeah, I don't know. It was the Green Album. Yeah. Oh, and was it a free show at the Ontario place or something? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. it probably was free for you. I think we had to pay. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> rub it in your face there. It's okay. I think. Hey, we're just passing the Sonic Onion building here. Oh, yeah. Here we are. But we're, are we near the... Oh, is this where we're stopping? Nope. Oh, sorry. I didn't know where we're this... Gonna go, um, we're going to go downtown, but it's one way, so we have to do the one-way street Oh, okay. Thing. Right. Hamilton yeah. is, is lousy with one-way streets. You know what? I kind of like it. Oh, I it, thought that was Mark. Mark. Mark has the same car as that. Mark Milne? Yep. From Sonic Onion? Yeah. Did you go see them today? No, I haven't gone to see them. Why would oh. I go see them? I don't know. I, I just know. got here and got out of my car and you were on your porch being oh. like, hey, hey, Vish. Hey, what about Lee Reed, though? Did you see him today? No, I didn't see Lee Reed. Lee Reed was on my show a while ago. Sorry, yeah, we were talking about Hamilton and gentrification and, uh, you know, economic disparity and people being displaced by, by what's happening downtown. Do you have a sense of your city and that's in that way like do you know what's going on uh i think so i mean i was the house that we just got was an incredible deal considering um but i think that there's a lot of people that are that have already been displaced like years ago when i moved on to james north that apartment by the coca-cola sign yeah um it was 750 bucks it was like i think a thousand or fifteen hundred square feet it was three bedrooms it was huge and it was 750 dollars a month um and I remember my neighbors owned a store on the bottom and they lived on the top, June and Danny, and they were like the nicest old couple, 
really really chill but they um they had lived on the street and owned that building for like 40 years and they felt that like all this you know the art crawl and everything was encroaching upon oh no they're in a nice way like they were super nice to me we were neighbors but i think that they felt like pretty sort of hard done by like it's harder to find a parking space for them and june can't walk that well i see i see you know there's a whole uh that's a flip side because i've really been a champion and I, th- I think and it's great. I love that art crawl and the super yeah. crawl and, yeah. and all the crawling that goes on in the city. Yeah. People are crawling. Yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. just like, I think for some people that have been that have owned businesses or like owned buildings for a long time and then the area is being rejuvenated, but they're not feeling that they're benefiting. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I feel that way. And the Bayfront neighborhood where we moved, I think is amazing. Like, you know, maybe 10 or 20 years ago, probably it was a really rough neighborhood. And now I feel pretty safe there. Oh, okay. So, I mean, every city is different. Like, even when I lived in Toronto, it was, uh, you know. Oh, here we are at Yaman. I'm totally disoriented. It's okay. Oh, yeah, Yaman. Oh, yeah, yeah look at that. Cool. And thank goodness we got an easy parking space for this the truck. This was super, super easy. <laughs> what street are we on? Uh, King Street. King Street, okay. Hang on a second. I'm going to take my seatbelt off. And uh, we'll finish what we were talking windows. about. Don't I worry about the windows. Yeah, I can. I'll just... Is that okay? Don't forget your keys. Okay, you get one of the. Wait, which one do you want? You get this one. This one? Yeah, and I'll take. I'll, okay. I'll take that bag. You don't have to carry Thank that. You. Bag. Thank you. Now we're attached. Are they gonna be weirded out that we're talking? I think it might be a little bit weird. Normally, She's, I brace people for this stuff, but I've only been in here once. Oh, great! You're gonna She's be gonna the, think I'm weird now. You're gonna be that person. It's okay. This place seems nice. Yeah, man. It smells delicious. Caribbean cuisine. You eat here all the time. Um, do you know Dave Young from Santa Cana? I don't think so. He took me here last week and it was amazing. Oh man, now if I do know him, he's going to be upset with me because I don't remember him. It's what okay. does he do there? He's my publicist. Oh, Dave Young. I don't think I've dealt with Dave. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Sorry, we're, we're just... D- we're doing an interview as we're here. This is Tara Lightfoot. She's a musician from town. Do you know her? Yeah, I met her already. Yeah, you with met, Deej. Met. With Dave. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. okay, so you know each Rita. other. Rita. Right. Rita, you're Rita. Thanks, Rita. Uh, we're gonna just order some food. Yeah. Do we do want? Any, do you have any doubles? No doubles. Okay. Only Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, no doubles. What do you do? You recommend something? And just anything from the menu? I guess the menu is really the that's the curatorial <laughs> recommendations list. I like. You have you have rotis though, right? Yeah, we do. I will just get a curry chickpea and potato roti. No, just or do you have different kinds of hot sauce? We have medium and hot. Ah, medium, medium would be great. That's what I'm getting. Oh, should we have shared? Should we have ordered together? Oh no, it's fine. Okay. You want anything for you? I'm going to get. What am I going to get? Get the huge. Oh. I don't know what that is. I don't. Yeah, it was delicious. I think I'm gonna have eggplant and potato roti. Or you know what? Pumpkin. 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 With no. curry. Can you do curried pumpkin? Could no. you? No, no, it says non-curried. Non-curried. Okay. Okay. I'll just do the pumpkin roti then. That makes me happy. That's it. No thanks. Yeah. Love okay. it. Thanks, Rita. Thank you. Can You're we sit? Can we sit anywhere? Yeah. But you guys want to go over here? No, we're gonna eat here. 
Are we? Yeah, I think we are. So. Oh, do you want to go? I guess we are. No, I'm fine. Why don't we sit? We'll just sit yeah, we and can talk. sit. We'll sit and talk. Somewhere. Sorry, we just won't bother. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks, Rita. Okay, where do you want to sit? Here? Yeah. All right. This is good. This is nice. I've never actually been uh, this far into the building before. You just come and go. You just grab your stuff. Yeah, you just you just come in the front window and you hang and then you go. Okay, I'm gonna take this machine off of me. Okay. Speaking of taking the machine off, I watched The Princess Bride last night. <laughs> what does that have to do with taking the machine off? I don't <laughs> the, know, remember that. Look? Christopher that Guest character makes a machine which sucks out your life by the number of oh, years. Oh, that's right. Yes, and they put the Prince Guy Wesley on it, yeah. I haven't seen, uh, Princess Bride was not a huge movie for me. Cher- you know who showed it to me? is Cheryl. Cheryl, when I, I was a see. kid. I it's think very w- funny, I like it. it, I just don't remember stuff from it. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of silly. It's silly, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a little silly. So you and you and I and Cheryl know each other, and we went to the show, as far as I know. And then uh, next thing she's telling me, did you go to the show with us? Yeah. You didn't. Did we go to Licks Burgers or something? Honestly, yes. Do you remember remember that? Yeah. I was like, maybe you were were a kid. Yeah. I can't remember how old you were. I might have been like seventeen or eighteen. I feel like I had no idea. Yeah, maybe younger. Had no idea what? I well, I just didn't know that you were Vish. Well, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just well, Leash. you know. Yeah, I'm a guy. I know. I remember this, though. I'm pretty sure it was you. It's I think you had, you had a boyfriend, maybe, with you? Oh, God. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also remembering, like, I didn't know that I met Michael Barclay. Yeah. I saw him playing Black Cabbage when I was eight years old. Wow. That was my first show ever. Wow. Cheryl took me. I didn't know It that. was like a Guelph book fair or something. Um, and Gene Little was there signing books. Wow. Eight-year-old's dream. Also, there was a band, Black Cabbage, selling tapes. Tristan. Yeah. Michael. That's right. I forget who else was in the band. So Tristan and Michael and I ended up playing in a band together called the Neutron Stars. Yes. And Cheryl would come and see us as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we have this connection. Yeah. But you didn't even know it. I didn't even know. You didn't remember. I no. thought you would remember. I don't know why. No, I'm just terrible. Well, I, did, I didn't even remember about Michael Barclay until Cheryl explained that to me recently. He doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's a small world in this province, right? Mm-hmm. You, we, I mean, I didn't know you, she told me you were a musician. I was like, oh yeah, I remember going to whatever, I don't remember the show. So don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what band we saw. I think it was probably Weezer. Yeah. You were, yeah, I think it was. You were an excited, they're a band that a kid like you would have been excited. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So we go to the show and then, yeah, we're, how did you start playing music? Uh, well, I started playing long before that. I started liking Weezer, I think. And you were not in. You were not in Weezer. You just said I, I started in liking Weezer. Liking Weezer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you imagine? I thought you were like, I was in Weezer when I was yeah. eight. Didn't uh, Sheezer meet Weezer recently? They did. The band, uh, the cover band Sheezer from Toronto. Uh, how did it work? Robin Hatch plays keyboards in the band Our Lady Peace. Yes. And so she, and they were playing a show with Weezer somewhere in Brantford or something like that. Mm-hmm. So she figured out a way to get the rest of, most of the rest of Sheezer in backstage and they all got to hang out. It seems like at least they had a photo with Rivers and Brian from Weezer. What a dream. I, I, my understanding is that Rivers was always aware of them. Yeah, I thought and, so too. And, and uh, sort of into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. So, where were we? We were talking about, uh, you. was Weezer one of your first bands that you I, liked? Yeah, I think, you know, grade four, grade five, I started listening to Pinkerton. Nice. That's How a, cool. It's a dark record. You know what? It, I got I got records from my older 
cousins like Cheryl, my yeah. cousin Jessica gave me like a Green Day record. Just weird, you know. Yeah, yeah whatever. At the time, it was weird yeah. compared to Robin, which is what my friends were into. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. And then after that, I started playing guitar. Um, played piano for a long time. Uh, yeah, and then I started playing in punk bands when I was a teenager. Okay, and then, what, and what actually got you from the stage of listening to wanting to pick up and instruments and play? I think, well, I started playing piano, like taking piano lessons as a five-year-old. So oh, okay. I was always into music and my grandmother was into music. Uh, my aunt Teresa, who I'm going to visit next week is, has always been a guitar player, like a rock guitar player and country. She's cool. Um, so I had a lot of great, uh, role models in my family. Um, so it just seemed like a logical extension for me to pick up an instrument. And I had so much time on my hands, given that I was a child with no responsibilities that yeah. I would come home after school, play guitar until I literally fell asleep like every night um, from probably age 12 until I was 16. So okay. that's four years of, you know, that's crazy practicing that I did. So I know a lot of my friends picked up the guitar when they were 20 or 21. That was not the case for me. I've been working at it. I've been playing guitar for like 20 years, basically. Now, as objective as you can be, because I've heard people say this, mm -hmm. uh, you're a very good guitar player, aren't you? You're a pretty good guitar player. I, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Do you have like? I have a lot of like. I have so much to work on. Everybody you, does. You're not like a, a open chord strumming kind of folk person. You you can do leads and yeah. you can do it all, right? Yeah. You know the guitar. I I know about it. I know a little <laughs> bit about it. I mean, a lot of my friends went to jazz school. As you get, yeah. You know, a lot of people that we know in the province or even in Canada, a lot of them are jazz trained. Right. Um, and that's a whole thing that I'm not. That I'm not into. Not that I'm not into. But when you say you picked up piano and guitar, and yeah. there's a f familial connection. Did you ever take mm -hmm. a some kind of professional education with guitar? Like, did you get taught by somebody? I I took a couple of lessons, but it didn't really work. The guy was kind of uh, he would check faxes in the middle of our lesson because he owned the music store. Oh. So and I was kind of impressionable, and he said he didn't want to learn Green Day songs because the guys were on speed or something, and it was. <laughs> Wow. So he was judgy. He was a little judgy. Right. But as a kid, I just thought, okay, well, do it myself. Right. So okay. I did. And what drew you to punk? Um, friends, you know, grade eight was a time of, you know, no effects. I don't know. Right. Lo right. Lots of different bands. Um, but I think I, I hung out with a lot of guys. Like I was definitely the tomboy. Like I would have everybody over to my house on the weekends and the girls would be like, so what, uh, what did everybody say? And I'd be like, well, I don't know. We didn't talk about that. You know, right, right. We just hung out and watched a South Park movie or something. Do you think that Rita just turned the music up? I think maybe. What is this? I don't know. It's nice. Yeah, it is. It's going to bleed through into the, I hope no one, I hope you don't get in trouble. Oh. Usually I have to turn the music down. Were you shocked that I said we'd eat here? Did you want to go? No. Okay. I, just no, I don't care. Everything's fine. I'm happy. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> do you remember what you, you mentioned? You were in punk bands. Yeah. Uh, what were they like? Oh, they were bad. It was terrible. It was horrible. But it, it was also very empowering. Like I got together. I was in a couple of different ones with all women, like all, well, all girls. Um, I had a band with the guys who kicked me out because I got a boyfriend and I played basketball and they, you know, it was ridiculous. It's a whole thing. Like I liked teenage being teenage sexism or yeah yes, yes okay. absolutely yeah okay. yeah totally um, so then when I was in a band with all girls there was you know there were other challenges to that but uh, in general it was like really empowering like being in the pining yeah what I can't think of anything more just 
yeah, just empowering. That's that's the word that I would use because, um, yeah, you're just getting together with your girlfriends and having having fun. When you when you say that they're playing in a band full of women as opposed to boys, mm-hmm. is presents its own set of challenges. What are mm-hmm. some of those challenges? Um, well, as as a teenager, some of those challenges were. I mean, this is based on person to person. This has nothing to do with being a woman. But uh, no, no, I, and I didn't. Wasn't I'm yeah. asking for your own? Yeah, I wasn't trying well, to get you to the, speak generally. The drummer was uh, consistently moody, oh. so we would have to deal with like, you know, a lot of I don't want to have practice today, that kind of thing. Oh, but I that's see. just a teenager thing. Yeah, um, and also just you know going to shows. I remember playing a ton. We played at the Masonic Lodge, and uh, thank you, Rita. Oh, thanks, Rita. Thanks very much. Mm. Water. Have you done many interviews where you're kind of out in public? Um, like I consider this to be an out in public interview. Yeah, I think a lot. I do a lot of phoners, but I often do the phoners when I'm out. Yeah. So like I did one. <laughs> I was driving home from the beach and had to get out of my car on like a busy country highway. Oh no. Well, I tried to go on a side road, but it wasn't a side road because oh. it was 5 p.m. Right. Anyway. Um, you're not uncomfortable by this. Oh no, I don't care. Okay. I was going to say though about. Um, the challenges of yeah, being yeah, an yeah. all-girl band. I mean, it was just every show that you go into, people are like, oh, why are you carrying your boyfriend's gear? All the time. Really? As a teenager. As a teenager. I don't know why this I'm so astonished by this stuff. I've been yeah. hearing these stories more and more from people. Well, I think uh, I think it was Laura Barrett, or I forget who was playing a show recently. Maybe Hey Rosetta. Uh-huh. Um, and somebody had written on a piece of tape at the backstage, girlfriend line, as in girlfriends do not cross this line, which is like, oh, what about the other... Partners. For real? Yeah. Happened. Show Maybe. in Buffalo. This is like you a week that, ago. That was legit? Legit. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. This is going to be great. Uh-huh. Roti. I should, uh, I should tell my wife I don't eat dinner. I'm not done. I just was like, I don't know. Th- I was supposed to see you at lunch, and I couldn't get out of work, so I apologize. Sorry. No, it's not your fault. I feel like this is going to be very hot. I'm not even going to open it. Yeah. Okay, so so you have experienced your fair share of... of, of anachronistic again I keep saying this I I think I sometimes sometimes when you live or try to live in a progressive state of mind you forget that there's racism and sexism Mm -hmm. and and, and whatever other ills so has your experience changed much since I mean you're wiser and probably Mm -hmm. a bit more hardened you know you you just you've experienced the world more so maybe you're just Mm -hmm. like you're aware of it as a thing Yeah. Whereas probably as a kid, you were shocked by that kind of stuff. I think. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. I might have been more shocked and, and also more angry. Like I know that the right, I, I also went to India for a while, which helped me kind of see what it's like. Um, I don't know. In some ways, it, I was the other in a lot of ways because I was going into villages to do research at university. Oh, is that why? Oh, it okay. was it was crazy. So um, being there and like being in a train station and everybody is looking at me for once, which was like, I, I understood. Well, I didn't understand, but I don't know. It was, just, I, I, it was it, crazy to be othered for once well, in, I, in, a, in a way like that. Whereas I'm used to being othered like at shows. It's like, is this your guitar? Or do you know about how to put strings on? Which I'm asked a lot. You know, it's kind of a tough. Well, I was, I was, <clears throat> I, I was raised by two East Indian parents mm-hmm. who are from there. I'm first generation Canadian, and and uh, we went to India in 1989. I was 12, mm-hmm. and um, I was the other. Like, yeah, I, exactly. It did, I was well, wearing like Joker Batman yeah. shirts, and they were all like almost every kid in the streets was wearing like the same thing. Yeah, like it was just outfit. anybody who was Western. Yeah, was different. Yeah, so um, it's weird. But it was uh, it was like so good for me to experience that and yeah. go okay this is how I need to look at the world now and yeah. this is you know, um, but I mean in terms of like the sexism thing or whatever it really it really stopped happening to be quite honest like you know uh, Max from Arkells I played a show with him last Friday and he I, I never thought about um, like he asked me to do a song with him mm-hmm. and we didn't have time to rehearse it. This was a solo show for Max? Yeah. Okay. And a solo show for me. Okay. We didn't have time to rehearse the song. He has complete faith in me. Yeah. He did, And he says, no, just play guitar. It's going to be fine. Yeah. He trusts me. Yeah. And there's no, it's in, in that way, like that, that's when we're used to living in a progressive world where I'm, I'm not going to think that Max is going to ask me whether I know the song you or whether feel, I know the chords. Do you feel like we have all experienced a fair amount of enlightenment or, or this like progress has been made or? I th- well, I think just for, for most people who continue on in the professional world of music, they've never felt that way. Right. I, I mean, when, if some, if I'm talking to somebody backstage at a show and they tell me, Oh yeah, I really, you know, if they, I just assume that they're good. I assume that they're, they can play their instrument. I assume they're capable people. Yeah. I assume they're a great publicist. I assume they know a lot about music because I just do. I assume the best. And I think... Whether, you're, whether they're a man or a woman or whoever. Oh, it doesn't matter yeah. who they are. Okay. Yeah. So it has a little bit to do with your outlook. Yeah. I think your perspective on life is a bit more hopeful than Yeah, I think people's. so. Okay. And I mean, it's, it's honestly so rare that people do the whole, where's your boyfriend yeah, that's, line. That's weird. It is. It is. That's weird. a terrible thing. That it still happens. It happens generally with older white men. Oh. That it's like a whole. They're. I don't know what it is. They're putting something onto me. I don't know what. Do you? Have I, you had the satisfaction of then going on stage and then sort of blowing their mind? Uh, I don't know if it's like blowing their mind, but afterward they they are still trying to oh. kind of take over by saying, "Oh, well, you're very good. You're very good." Right, that right. kind of thing. Judging you, right. And it's like, I'm now approving you. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> that must do you be, know what I mean? I, it's awful. Yeah, I do know. I think I know yeah. what you mean, but yeah. I never ex- quite experienced that. I actually period. ran into a guy today. At, I was getting a sandwich at Duarte's, which is a Hamilton institution. Not really good for vegetarians, so I didn't want okay. to bring you. Thank you. Um, but I ran into a guy there who came to that show oh. with me and Max, and he, uh, he was going on and on about how, how I was good. It was good to see me play, and I'm a good guitar player. You felt a little like he was condescending to you? I don't know. Huh. 
Maybe. Okay. You know? I understand. I understand. Anyway. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So you, you're from Hamilton. There's a lyric on one of your songs from the new record where you talk about, you know, coming home to someone, walking down Wilson Street. Uh, uh, you know that song? Yeah. What song is that? Moonlight. Moonlight. How important is it for you to sort of reflect? It's a very, it's a passing reference. It's something mm-hmm. that you've drawn from, I assume, your personal life. But mm-hmm. How important is it for you to reflect your town in your work? I think it, it really is. I, I, uh, I tried to do that on a couple tunes. Um, Emerald Eyes is another one where I talk about uh, our fair steel town. Yeah. And also, I mean, I didn't say Blue Line Taxi, but that's our taxi company. Uh, and that's what I was definitely thinking about when I wrote the, the song. There's a line, you know, get in the taxi and drive around our st- fair steel town. Right, right. Um, but I mean, it is, it is important for me to locate the songs here. And even on my last record, there's songs... Um, with references to Hamilton, we have a giant, uh, it's kind of weird, but a giant lit up cross on the mountain. Yes, I've seen that. It's weird. Um, <clears throat> but there's a reference to that on the, the first record. Um, yeah, and just like being being here, I mean, it influences everything. Arkells, too, I mean, they yeah. write a lot about Hamilton. And even when you don't, even when it's not a, a very obvious reference to us, it's enough that that's where we're writing I from. I think a lot of artists try to tap into their community or their town. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Hamilton is maybe on the other side of this now, but it's always growing up in this area. Like I grew up outside of this area, uh, mm-hmm. outside of the city, but there's a sense that Hamilton was a working class town. And, and in that sense that it might be an underdog town. Yeah. Do you still, is that inherent there? Well, actually I was talking to somebody about this the other day about whether um, outsiders impressions of Hamilton is actually like a classist yeah problem yeah you know yeah um because it, it, it we were we were a working town um yeah th- this is a steel mill town like yeah steel is, yeah is it was built on steel right um and there well actually we have a new saying art is the new steel hmm. but uh and it's in the same writing as stelco like right. somebody's it's it's a pretty cool t-shirt to be honest what was the stelco model model was uh our business no wait what is it do you remember i don't remember Something about our people, our steel, or steel yeah. is our business. I can't remember yeah. what it is. But sorry, I had to break down and break open this roti. Yeah, it's delicious. Mm. Well, it will be. No, it's good. Mm. Mm. It's very good. This was a good call. Yeah, so it's a classist thing for people looking in, but do you feel like, I feel like in the last 10 years, all of the people I know in Toronto are like, yeah, I'm moving to Hamilton. Yeah, everyone's here. Yeah. And, and some people are even moving to Dundas. Right. Um, I forget. I think it's Casey from L.A. Brood. Yeah. He's, he's moved here, and now he's moving to Dundas. It's like Hamilton got too big. Right. <laughs> it's what, pretty funny. What is that about? What's oh. going on? Oh, I just think that's the next logical step for him and his family. No, I, not I was Casey. <laughs> I mean, people coming here, like, it, this, do you understand what the appeal I do. Is? Yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, the ha- It's like home ownership is a big thing, right? Yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Um. And I mean, I have friends in Toronto who are paying like two grand for a two bedroom place or even smaller, whatever. And then you come here and the rent is so cheap. It's mm. sort of like Southern Montreal. Right, right. In a way. Right. Um, except without all the architecture. We've gotten rid of a lot of buildings here that we shouldn't have. Right, just for. In a huge way. I don't know if Guelph is the same. I feel like it's not. I feel like Guelph sort of preserves heritage. Our heritage buildings are mostly still intact, mm-hmm. yeah. We, uh, we just knock them down as much as we can. That's a shame. It's it's kind of a shame. Um, we still have some really great buildings, but uh, yeah, a lot of them have been knocked down over the years. 
so, too bad. So some of the character of the city is yeah. being sacrificed to make space for all these people who want to live here. Yeah, I mean, like when you walk downtown, there's a sense of like some some of these buildings are old and awesome, and some of them are taken care of, and others have like errant owners that are waiting to bust it down to build a parking lot. Right. Right. And we built a lot of parking lots downtown, too. So does this kind of <clears throat> social political stuff about the city enter into your work at all? Or do you because I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but and I don't know if these are allegories or what, but you seem to write a lot about interpersonal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem to be in the mold of writing love songs, maybe romance songs. Yeah. Is that still your I think main so. Deal? Yeah, I think um, sort of on that note, I mean, when I went to university, the reason why I went to India in the first place is because I was doing anthropology, mm-hmm. so, which is a whole other hilarious time in my life, doing cultural anthropology. So I learned about ethnography, which is where you, you know, you can do a very personal interview with somebody, and then you, you take what they're saying about, you know, for instance, I interviewed my grandmother. Right. Um, to get a sense of her time and place, and she said some kind of things that were sort of uh, telling. Um, like they were farmers, so they actually had food during the depression. So oh, then you okay. can place like the time and the space, and so I mean, I try to interlace those things it, with this interpersonal love song, if right. that makes any kind of sense. Is there something that is there some evidence of that in a in a song from the new record? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd say just the two that we talked about. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any other Hamilton references. To be honest, I'm so terrible with remembering lyrics. And when we haven't had a rehearsal in over a week. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you write these songs? Uh, probably like two years ago, I think. Oh, so that must be weird. Yeah. So it's... Well, it's... I always like to think about like bands like, you know, Neil Young or whatever. Still playing Down by the River. He must... I don't know. It, it's a lot. To play those songs over and over and over. Never Will, I think, which is a single, I think I wrote three years ago. Right. So. And this record came out in 2014? No, no this, this, this year. year. This year, yeah, 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 yeah. In okay. April. Right. I think a couple months ago. And were you surprised by the reception to it? Yeah, I really was. What surprised I, you? Uh, I think, like, CBC's involvement was huge. They really latched on. And a lot of amazing reviews from people that I really respect. Like, record reviewers that, I don't know. It was just really, really nice to get a positive response. That means a lot. It means a ton. And I think that I've always, like, you know, I've always liked Canadian music and watching, you know, indie, kind of indie artists or whatever. And I think that I'm slowly maybe becoming one of them. Right. In in this past year, I've, I've worked a lot, but it's becoming like a viable option for me for employment and for, you know, playing and... And doing more festivals and just getting more recognition nationally and not just uh, in Hamilton. Did it ever seem like it was going to be bleak? Like, did you ever lose hope? I don't know. I think. Well, I think everybody, everybody <laughs> struggles with that uh, when you're in a profession in the arts. Yeah. Um, it's easy. Basically, the people who are still artists are the ones who have talked themselves through it, right? Because you, you always have doubts. Everyone does. There's not a lot of consistency in this life. No. The life you're leading. No, no. I mean, you could have a really good month. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. talking about financially or whatever, yeah. or attention-wise, whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean, what, how do you measure success? Is it money coming in? Is it that kind of stuff? No, I think it's just, it, I all, all I want to do is just be working every day at music. And now that means 
a very different thing than it did five years ago. I thought it was really cool if I had the, you know, my days off, I would spend cooking, walking my dog, yeah, yeah. going for a bike ride, maybe having a drink with a friend. But that was my normal, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. And now it's like I have two hours of doing emails in the morning, every single morning, um, like actually rehearsing on my own. I have a rehearsal space. It's it's a lot of work. Yeah. And then rehearsing with the band and then, you know, doing stuff, interviews. Right. This is time consuming. It is. I mean, well, you're, getting a meal, you're getting a meal out of it. Yeah. I mean, so far you've yeah. had a meal and we've had a conversation and mm-hmm. so far it's feeling pretty good. I uh, was playing your record on my phone. Like just I had my phone on in the kitchen mm-hmm. where your record was living at the time. I think it was this morning. Oh. And last week I'd interviewed, uh, in our, or last week for my show, I posted an interview with a guy, uh, Will Curry from Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my wife was kind of walking by and she said, oh, is this the Will Curry record? I went, no, it's Tara Lightfoot. She went, oh, okay, sorry. And then I was thinking about your voice. And how even when I first listened to this record, I thought that it had something of an androgynous quality to it. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Do, do, have you gotten um, this before? Well, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, Michael Barclay wrote about that. He said, I forget, there's a woman from the UK that has like the same kind of deal going on. A- Alison Moyet. Okay. Do you know her? I don't think I do, no. Um I mean, I, th- I, I don't notice the, how I sound, right? This is just me. Yeah, sure. But, um, yeah, for other people, I think it, because I maybe have a bassier voice than a lot of women. Yeah. Um, but likewise, I mean, when I hear some guys on the radio, uh, they could be androgynous too. Right. So, I don't know. <clears throat> you don't play that up. You're, you're not someone who's... Oh, no. No. That's this not is my the voice bag. you have. This is the voice that I have. Okay. Yeah. You don't have any kind of... There's no politics there. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I do a falsetto thing sometimes. But, yeah. No, quite generally. No. You're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. Okay. It's just me, man. I'm a natural. <laughs> <laughs> and so we talked a little bit about some of the content of the record. Have you mm-hmm. gotten the sense of... What's it been? Two years since you wrote these songs? Yeah, about a, that. Do you have a sense of what they captured about your life? Um, I think that this was sort of a... I mean, compared to my first record, I was, I was I did it with. Do you do you know Pete Hall, a Northern Chorus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know him personally, or we've met. I think I don't think I know him super well. Yeah, I don't. I know I don't know him super well, <laughs> but we definitely met. Yeah, probably um, played some shows together actually. Yeah, well, he he had a huge influence on the first record, and it was a little you know slower, mm-hmm. more relaxed vibe, um, and really not. I wasn't being pushed to do anything. Whereas with the producers Gus and Werner. They really, Werner really took me to guitar school. This like is the new record. The new record. Yeah, yeah. Took me to school. What do you mean? Um, just like any part that I'd play, I would have to play it again and make sure every note was perfect. Huh. Where I thought that I had, you know, I thought I had it uh, down. Was it know? frustrating? In a great way. Like I, now I look at things as, you know, I, I'm challenged at the same time I'm being supported, right? right. So me having like having the challenge of having to make Werner happy also made me a way better guitar player. Like I've improved since last year and I was at a plateau sort of in my learning, I think. So when you say you've improved um, how does that manifest itself exactly? Like, um, I think, you know, I just, if I played the same song for you a year ago, it probably not sound as great sure. as it does now. That, you know? that easy. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a couple of cool licky 
like main guitar parts mm -hmm. that like what's the first song called all alone all alone that's mm -hmm. got a very distinctive cool way of mm -hmm. coming into the song and it yeah sort of dictates the melody of your vocal later too and it's very cool yeah yeah okay that's what i always do also and i don't know if anybody <laughs> knows this i just write a guitar line and then sing over it same melody right, all sure. the time that's just my whole bag I so love that's it. the secret to Terralite. That's the secret. If you want to play like me, you just play the melody on the guitar, play a bass note, you're done. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned on a on a skill level, on a player level, what this period or what the record sort of represents about mm -hmm. you. What about lyrically? Um, lyrically, I think it's a little more, uh, maybe a little more grown up. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, in some ways it's not also. I think I might have been cooler when I was 21. Do you worry honest. about being cool? <laughs> no, because it is a it is a poppier record. It's like yeah. it's a it's a bit more. It's an accessible like some of these songs could be. Yeah, I'd say a lot of these songs could be on the radio, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah, was that a conscious decision? I don't going think, for it. No, I mean, in certain ways. I mean, Never Will was one that uh, had this catchy vibe. Like I really like Canned Heat, and that kind of captured that Canned Heat vibe for me. You a Kinks fan? Yes. There's a but, song that sounds a lot like Victoria. Oh, really? Yeah, I have to get it. Uh, look at it. I can't. Here we go. No, I'm just looking at my phone. You continue. Are you going to do that CBC Radio Two thing where they they play the song and then they're like, "You stole it"? No. Is that a thing? Is that a I show don't know. Then? I feel like it's a thing. I didn't know that. But they mostly good. do it with like Nickelback or something. I don't oh, know. Oh no, no, probably no. not Nickelback. I have no idea. I don't know what song it was. Hmm. Maybe it's maybe it is Never Will. Anyway, it, one of them reminds me of uh, the Kings in a good way, not in a bad way. Thank you. That you're a fan. I like them. Okay, you like mm -hmm. them. All right. Mm -hmm. I just wanted. I'm trying to accuse you. Do you like this song? Would you rip off this song that's playing right now? I yeah, I already did. Is it's it, on the next record. Is this hot, hot, hot? It's called Rita. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Rita seems nice. How is your roti, by the way? It's amazing. It's not curry. Do you want to try some? No, I'm good. I don't want to. I'm not really a pumpkin. food. Don't call me pumpkin. I <laughs> No, I'm a, not really a food sampling guy. Plus, I'm a little ill. Oh, I'm okay. still getting over a thing, and you've got a tour. I don't yeah. want you to mess, oh, no. mess up. Uh, anyway, sorry. What were we talking about? We were talking about something great. Lyrically Re grown up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a little more grown up, I think. Yeah. Um, something happened? Oh, lots of things happen. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, you just gain experience in being alive. <laughs> I think that's, that's it's, true. It's really a thing. Life happened? Is that what you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Life happens. Yeah, and it just, you know, what's the saying? The Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say something so cheesy. I'm not going to say it. Now, you have been uh, going through life with uh, a, a fairly heavy surname, a last name that is really uh, a, a big deal to Canadians uh, because you, there's a very famous person associated with your name. Yes. And talking about world-renowned tiptoe champion Jimmy Lightfoot. Tiptoe He <laughs> is really well-respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also Gordon Lightfoot. Do you mm -hmm. have any connection with Gordon Lightfoot? Yeah. Well, um, for the longest time I didn't, and it totally, it kind of bit me in the ass. In university, I um, I handed in my midterm, and so many people have asked me, and remember, you know, my brother too, Tyler Lightfoot. Everybody asks us if we're related. Yeah. Or any relation. There's a there's a number of questions. Sure. Associated. Sure. Sure. Um, so Sorry, I, I don't mean to be one of these people. No, no, no. But some it, people listening will not know who you are. And no, I, of course. It is the it is the uh, light-footed elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and you're you're going to hell for that. That was the worst. That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. Um, 
It's okay. I make them all the time. You go to hell for bad jokes? <laughs> what kind of town is this? I'm kidding. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So I handed my midterm in university. It was like second year or something. Indigenous studies course, or I don't know. And uh, the prof goes, oh, are you any relation? And I said, yeah, he's my great uncle. You were lying? Oh, I totally lied. I totally lied because I'm not related. But I, I had been saying he's my great uncle for years because it, it made me laugh. A lot of people thought that you I was related. Punking people? Yeah. Uh, in a way that they would ev- never actually find out. Because if they, don't, if they never saw me again, they'd just say, oh, I met uh, Gordon Lightfoot's oh, niece. Oh, man. Yeah. So anyway, I say yes. And he says, I am his number one biggest fan. I went to see him in 89 at this place. I saw him in 91 at blah, blah, blah. Goes on and on all the times he's seen Gordon Lightfoot oh, play. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yes, and I ended up having this professor again and again and again and again, oh, every term and every, like, you know, I'd answer a question in class and he'd be like, and, and, and how's your uncle doing? And I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't, he, and I never, I never fessed up. So I will never lie about being related to Gordon Lightfoot again. This reminds me of the time that I had a kid in my class. I was TAing. I was mm-hmm. a teaching assistant when I was doing my master's. Mm-hmm. And her last name was Bakula. And I said, as a joke, are you related to Scott Bakula? And she said, oh, yeah, he's my uncle. And I never bothered. To, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. Wow. I mean, not really. I didn't care. Whatever. Scott Bakula. Yeah. I would, you know, my, of course, my notes on her, her, her essays would be like, a quantum leap forward. A minus. No. No, I didn't say that. I probably did. Who knows? I made a lot of jokes that weren't very good. But my point is. I never bothered to actually fact check that. She might have just had the same last name. She probably just lied to you. Like uh, you. Yeah. This is a, a I lied. A, if if Brian Cummins is listening to this, he's gonna be really mad. <laughs> oh he doesn't know? You never told him? No, I never told him. He's probably gonna listen to this. I think he probably knows though. Oh, okay. He um actually that trip to India because I was gone for three months mm-hmm. and I had to hand in a paper and he would not let me submit electronically, even though I was in another country. I think he got mad at me in fourth year. I think he found out. I think he found out, and I think then he wouldn't let me submit an electronic paper. From India? Yeah. Well, I was like, dude, I'm not even in the country. You know? Well, you did lie. I did lie. I lied about Gordon Lightfoot. But now I've played played the Harvest Picnic two years ago. It's amazing. Thanks, Rita. Thank you. Did you play with Gordon Lightfoot? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you meet him? Well, the first time, um, yeah, the Harvest Picnic, so I met him. And he's like, are we related? I was like, no. He's like, I, I just didn't know. I saw your name on the bill. I was like, no. That's nice. It that was he, nice. Because he, uh, I interviewed him once, mm-hmm. and he was very cagey. He didn't want to talk. Oh, really? Well, his manager, who has passed away, like, I told the manager that I was working for a local paper, mm-hmm. and I was going to go see him in Brantford, and then I was going to go see him in Kitchener just to go, and they gave me free tickets, and, and I said, I'd really like to interview him. And I was so persistent and persuasive, I suppose, that his manager's like, you know what? Gordon's not doing a lot of press, but in Kitchener, he's going to be visiting with lots of family after the show. You go to the side stage doors there. They'll let you in. You wait and you corner him. His manager told me to bother Gordon Lightfoot. And you did. I did. I got like 20 minutes with him. You did? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said he didn't want to talk. No, he was cagey. It took me a while to land him. I would say, hey, Mr. Lightfoot, I'm Visham from the, from the paper. And uh, he'd be like, oh, and then he'd sort of walk over to someone and I heard him having a really remarkable conversation mm-hmm. like uh, hey uh, Mr. Lightfoot I'm, I'm Colin I set up a show for you in uh, 1958 in Kitchener Oh, and he'd say like oh Colin yeah how's Timmy 
No. And Colin would be like, oh, Timmy's all grown up now. No. It was weird. Like, he totally was engaged. And it was before he had the... the he'd had a stomach aneurysm, like, a yeah. few months later. And mm -hmm. I felt like uh, I was one of the... I was lucky to see the shows I saw and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, he totally lucid, totally understood, totally, yeah. like, folksy, like, totally nice guy. Yeah, he was he was like that the second time, which was at, uh, I played a tribute to Sundown. Oh, cool. Um, it was, like, the 40th anniversary of Sundown coming out. How many? Oh, the album. The album. Not the song. No, not the it song. It wasn't just, like, 50 people playing Sundown. That would be the best. I think we did. All of you know. just played Sundown? I feel like that might have happened. Maybe, no, I think Dan Romano did it. <sighs> okay. Um... But, uh, yeah, it was at the Harborfront in Toronto. Nice. And we all sat and chat, like, well, we all sat and listened to him, basically. Right, right, right. In the backstage, and it was so cool. Like, so many cool stories, and he was wearing amazing alligator boots. Like, just... I think I saw photos of that on Dan Romano's uh, Facebook yeah. page or something. Yeah, like it, yeah. Was, it was next level. Okay. So. All right, so no... Okay. No relation. Everything's cool. Well, we're bros. You're yeah. good. I, I think the university guy, if he ever finds out it's me, he'll, he's going to change my grades in fourth year. <sighs> you can't do that. You've well graduated. I don't you? know. Can you? Is that retroactive? I don't I think I feel like so. you could. If you if you were mad enough that someone tricked you into thinking they were Gordon Lightfoot's niece. Great niece. Excuse me. Great niece. Great niece. Yeah, that's that what I was there. playing. Well, wow. you know, it's yeah, the, age, the age difference. Wow, good yeah. good call for you. Yeah. I used to be really sarcastic and mean. I remember this from the Go Train trip we took. Really? Yeah. Was I mean? No, you weren't mean. Oh, it was just I'm sarcastic. Mean. I'm also mean. Oh. Yeah. I was probably a cool kid, you know? Cool. You were cool. You were a little cool. Too cool. It was fine. Yeah. I was happy that you seemed excited about the show. Oh, gosh. What's coming up next for you? Um, well, we're doing a bunch of festivals this the summer. Hillside festivals. We're doing it? Hillside. Um, have you been before? I have never been. And Lee Reed tells me it's incredible. Yeah, he's coming too. Are you going to cab up together? I think we might cab. Um, All the way from Hamilton no, to No, we're, we're coming. I think we're coming from Edmonton or something oh, okay. that day. Okay. Because we're, um, we're playing Folk on the Rocks in Yellowknife. Oh, nice. Which is, I've never been there either. Yellowknife's great. Yeah. Mosquitoes the size of softballs. Yeah, I, I want to go to Newfoundland. You know about Newfoundland. I know about Newfoundland. I've been to Newfoundland you, many times. What's, uh, what's that festival Vanya there? Vanya Vanya. <sighs> do you want to play that thing? I do. All right, I'll put in a word. Really? I can probably make that happen. I would like. I want to go to Newfoundland happening. so bad. It's great. St. John's is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But Yellowknife's great, and uh, as I say, mosquitoes the size of softballs. Oh, really? And the sun doesn't go down. When are you playing in the summer? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be bright. Yeah, but the whole time. it's great. Yeah. I um, one of my friends' cousins lives up there, and she's already messaging us asking to take us on a boat trip. Oh, nice. Which will be cool. Yeah, if my, it's always daytime. That's weird. My cousin is up there. I went really? there for his wedding. Yeah. So it's your cousin then? Is it's it not my no, I don't. Oh, it's my not. cousin Nithin. Is it, is your friend's friend? What? Yeah, Nithin. I think that's him. No. Yeah, no, that's that's Are him. You being sarcastic, right? Yeah. Now? <laughs> this is just like that Gordon Sorry. Lightfoot thing. Uh, it's my cousin Gordon Lightfoot. He's up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, you got some festivals. Yeah, and then we're going out to um, Burnaby Roots and Blues Festival, which. I think uh, Lee Fields is playing. Oh, nice. Lee Fields and the Expressions, nice. That's great. which is crazy. Um, so, yeah, and then we play the Pan Am Closing Ceremonies in Hamilton with the Boris Bratz Orchestra. Oh, nice. Which is crazy. We're having a rehearsal for that next week. Do you have any personal pol political conflicts about the Pan Am Games? Some, uh, some I don't seem to. You know what? I don't really nah, know anything other than on Barton Street, we're repainting uh, faces of buildings. For the Pan Am. That seems weird, doesn't it? It's very weird. It's uh, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping like, wound. Oh, is that a bad 
Oh, it's, it's very silly. Why are we wasting paint on buildings that need to be inhabited by businesses? Right, right, right. Sorry. It seems like there it's are silly. some, some that, issues There's here. my conflicted part. I actually didn't know that the, this is going to sound hilarious, but I'm I'm so like media deprived that I had no idea that the Pan Am games were based in Toronto. I thought they were in Hamilton. What do you mean? I just thought they were only in Hamilton. I've heard from people from Toronto saying that they don't even, if you live there, you don't even, can't even tell. It's like they're not doing anything. Yeah. Except for like, they made the left hand Are they lane. on right now? Uh, no, they're starting soon. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just thought it was taking place in the harbor. That's what I had heard about. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So, okay. what do I know? Do you have any political conflicts? or No, I'm fine. I'm You're good. fine the with it. The roti was good. Everything was fine. No, but with the Pan Am. Oh, no. I, I mean, I don't know enough about it. I feel like most of these things seem problematic on some level, but I, I can't make any educated yeah. proclamations about yeah. it. I haven't been following it. Oh, okay. okay. But I do think that sometimes the, the Olympics seem a little more evil to me. Yeah, especially with a, the last one. Yes. That was a little... The Vancouver one? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, that and the, oh, Sochi, and the Sochi, that was yeah, like that one was really bad. next level bad. Yeah, there's some bad stuff. Maybe yeah. good fodder for your next batch of songs? Yeah, I think... Uh, well, that's the, that's the other thing that I would like to mention is that my last record was all sad and, you know... This one was happy. I, I made a happy record. That's what record. I mean. It was happy. Finally. Yeah. I made a happy, fun record. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I think so. My uncle has always asked me, he says, when are you going to write a happy song? So I think he actually likes this record. It's great. Yeah. Can we what, can we play a happy song from Oh, now? gosh, I don't think so. Why Could not? we? Just tell me which How? one you want. I can play it. Oh, just you can play it. Yeah, just tell me. Do you want we will go to a oh, song? What's the happiest? Home to You is the happiest one. Home to You. Is that the one at Wilson you. Street? No, it's a different one. It's no. like the soul tune. Oh, it's yeah, right. It's a ballad, but it's like the happiest love song you could ever write. Okay. Yeah. That's why you want you want people to know you're happy. It, yeah. Okay. I'm very happy. This is uh, Home to You by uh, Gordon Lightfoot's great-grandniece. Great-grand, twice-removed niece. Niece. Tara Lightfoot. Tara, thanks for bringing me to this place, Yaman, and taking me around Hamilton. Yeah, man. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You too.
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.